how to choose the right hosting for your podcast website. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 254. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I have a new theme for the next several episodes while I'm working in this new attempt and challenge to myself to try to batch my work for the Audacity to Podcast. That doesn't mean I'm always batch recording episodes, but it does mean I'm trying to batch my work in other areas like planning my upcoming episodes, writing show notes and gathering links and all of that stuff. So I have nearly my entire year of episodes planned out. And I have monthly themes. The theme for this month is your podcast website. So I'll be talking a lot more in uh, the next several episodes about different aspects of your podcast website, like the design, the functionality, the optimization, and more. But for this episode, I want to focus on that starting point. Whether you are looking at getting started with your podcast or you already have a podcast going and you're looking at migrating your website to something else or migrating your podcast to its own website. This is how to choose the right hosting for your podcast website. If you'd like to follow along in the notes for this episode, go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash choose hosting. I have five tips for you to choose the right hosting for your podcast website. Number one, figure out your needs and goals. Number two, choose your content management system. Number three, know your budgets. Number four, ask others for recommendations. And number five, be patient. Again, follow along in the show notes for episode 254 at the slash choose hosting. Number one, figure out your needs and goals. How you host your website should totally be determined by what you need in order to accomplish your goals. There are plenty of things we can say we want, or that would be nice, or hey, that's cool, or I'd love to have this little thing here and there just because it, it seems like it might help, or it, it just seems cool. I see other people doing it. Now, focus on what you do actually need in order to accomplish those goals. Sure, there might be other things you want or things that could be neat to have on your site, and if they are not completely necessary to reach your goals, then they're not as important to try to integrate with the rest of your decision process for where you get your website hosted for your podcast. Here are only a few questions of many that you could be asking yourself to help you figure out your needs and goals for your website. Do you need to sell anything from your website? That determines a lot because if you need to sell something, you need a website that has some kind of e-commerce built in or the flexibility to add your own e-commerce to it or some way that you could link to e-commerce and you could run your e-commerce on some other site or service and then link to it from your main site, but you would want those to look similarly branded together. So you need to think about whether you need to sell anything or want to sell anything from your website at all. Also, do you need freedom and flexibility to do whatever you want on your site? If so, 
then you might need a certain system or hosting platform that gives you a lot of that or all of that freedom and flexibility to do whatever you want. Or if that's not as important to you, then you could consider a platform that does more things for you so you do less yourself. Do you want to manage everything about your podcast in the same place? Or do you mind going separate places to manage different aspects of your podcast? Like maybe you go one place to manage your RSS feed. You go another place to manage your website and your content. And you go somewhere else to manage your social sharing and that kind of stuff. How much can you afford to spend each month? I'll talk more about your budgets in a little bit and budgets being more than only money. But do think about how much can you actually afford to spend each month in dollars Is it only $10, $15, $20, $50, $150, $200, nothing? Really, don't try and do it for free because you get what you pay for and free stuff doesn't work very well, really. So do figure out some amount that you can spend each month and that might limit your options and limit what you can do. It's a lot easier to do bigger and greater things if you have more money to be able to invest in doing things really well. But that doesn't mean you can't succeed if you can only afford $10 or $20 a month. But do know how much can you afford to spend in dollars or whatever your currency is each month. Because I don't want you to go broke. I don't want you to exceed your personal budget in running your podcast. Also, think about if you're moving hosts, what do you need in your new host that your old host didn't provide? Is it some feature, some performance, some support, some better pricing? Don't simply move hosts because you think that someone else might be better or you're having problems with your current host. And I'll talk more about having problems in a little bit. Here's the nice thing, though, is that choosing your web hosting is not a lifelong commitment. And you can switch. Sometimes you could switch on a monthly basis. I really don't recommend getting into that. And I don't recommend bouncing around trying things to find which one works because you could end up wasting a lot of time. But the more time you spend making the right choice before you actually do that thing, then the better your results will be afterward and the less time you'll have to spend bouncing around or trying different things. Or you'll be able to know when you go to a company and say, hey, this is extremely important to me. Do you support this thing? And if they say no, then you know right away that's not a company to work with. I've had to leave web hosting companies before due to certain things that they did not have. And I discovered in one specific case, there was something very geeky that I wanted, I'd grown accustomed to. And I was working with a really nice web hosting company. I love almost everything about the company. They were a bit expensive, but they performed really well. But there was this one feature they didn't have, at least at that time. And that one feature was big enough that I had to go somewhere else. As much as I liked them, I really needed that one feature and I couldn't stand to be on their service without that one feature. So I had to move on. And that made it easy then to look at other places and see, do you offer this feature? If yes, okay, then I'll start considering you because of the other things I need to think about. So this is the number one most important thing in choosing the right hosting for your podcast website. Figure out your needs and goals. Number two, choose your content management system or CMS. The content management system is, well, as its name implies, a system used to manage your content. 
It's what allows you to create pages or posts on your website or make a podcast RSS feed, create a site that works for you, allows you to sell things or accept donations or let people comment on your show notes or give you show notes that you could use with your site. That all goes back to your content management system or the CMS. And depending on which one you choose, it could be easy, difficult, or maybe even impossible to meet whatever your goals are. The best answer to a content management system is not always WordPress. I do think WordPress is a great content management system and certainly probably the best. No, I'm going to change that. It is the best for podcasters if you want a self-hosted content management system. I totally believe WordPress is the best for that. There are other CMSs that you could use depending on your particular needs. There are things like Joomla, Drupal, and many other services and CMSs like that that you can install on your own website. But you do need to think about what content management system you need or want, what's going to be easiest for you to work with and to use to accomplish your needs and goals. If you don't want to manage plugins and updates, but you want all the familiarity of WordPress, then consider a managed WordPress provider, maybe even a provider that restricts WordPress so that it's optimized and enhanced to do specific things, like look at PowerPress Sites or Rainmaker Platform. They're both built on WordPress and offer most of the features you would want, but they're also backed by professionally hosted servers and managed and optimized to do the things they do really, really well. But they don't give you full freedom with your site, but it is a WordPress platform. So the functionality is all there. That great feature set that you're familiar with is all there. But that can be a little bit expensive depending on your needs. So if you need something cheaper and you still want something fairly similar to WordPress, or at least self-hosted WordPress, then look at WordPress.com. But WordPress.com could be free or paid depending on which plan you go for, completely lacks podcasting optimizations. So if you want to make an RSS feed from your WordPress website, then you'll need to add something else into the mix like FeedBurner. And I don't really recommend that. When you're getting free stuff, you're paying somewhere else. So be careful with that. If you want to try a completely different content management system, Then think about Squarespace. I've heard some really good things about Squarespace, and I see a lot of podcasters using Squarespace. And then the last couple years, Squarespace has drastically improved its podcasting support. It doesn't give you all the features and benefits of something like PowerPress or Libsyn, but it does give you a lot, and it is fairly flexible, and you can do many great things with a Squarespace website. I don't have any affiliate code or discount or anything like that with them right now, but if you're interested, you might be able to sign up through a link in the show notes for this episode. And all of these other services I'm mentioning, I'll have links and applicable promo codes in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash choose hosting. There are other content management systems that are hosted content management systems from different providers like Wix and Weebly and stuff like that. I really don't recommend these others. They're not as popular. They're not as flexible. They're not as professional. I know there are many different reasons to use one or the other, and maybe you have a website already with one of these, but 
for working with podcasting, many of these other platforms don't have that support either at all, or if they have some kind of support, it's not matured very well. So if you really need to keep your website hosted by one of these other providers like Wix or Weebly, then consider managing your podcast feed with a third-party podcast hosting solution like Libsyn or Spreaker. By the way, if you use promo code NOODLE on Libsyn, Spreaker, or Blueberry, you can get your first month for free. And I have that promo code in the notes for this episode. But if you want total freedom with your podcast website and total flexibility, the power to do practically anything on your own, then I really recommend self-hosted WordPress on a shared server or better. And I say self-hosted, it doesn't mean that you are hosting it on your own computer, that you're hosting it yourself, but it is that you are hosting your own copy of WordPress installed on some particular server. That's why they call it self-hosted. It's a kind of geeky term. And a shared server is the low-end cost. That's what you see from like a Bluehost or HostGator. And then there are better servers like virtual private server, VPS, or dedicated servers that can cost a lot more but give you a lot more performance and a lot more power to what you can do with those things. So this is step number two, choose your content management system. Step number three, know your budgets. Everything costs. If it doesn't cost money, it costs time or skill. You need to remember that. If you have no time, skill, or maybe not even the desire to manage your own website backend, that would be like to manage the security of your website to update plugins, update WordPress, that kind of thing, then consider managed WordPress hosting or one of the other professionally hosted content management systems like Squarespace or something else. These people won't manage the content of your site for you, and they may not even manage the plugins, like that is choosing the plugins for you or installing them or configuring them, that kind of stuff. But what they can do is manage the security and they know WordPress. So you can say, hey, my WordPress website is giving me a white screen of death, as we sometimes call it. And they can go in and they can fix that. Or you can say, I need a caching plugin for my website. And they they can say, well, use this one and here are the settings we recommend. Or don't use one because all you need to do is go into your, your account and activate this setting. And we have WordPress caching already built in. These managed WordPress hosting providers are designed specifically to host WordPress websites. And they know WordPress really well. So many times if you run into a problem, they can help you out with solving that problem or making recommendations for you. And then they're maintaining the security of the website, the performance and such. And often they have people ready and willing to help you at almost any time of the day, depending on which company that you go with. It could be through live chat, through a phone call or a ticket system, but they're often very quick and thorough in helping you. But that does come at a higher cost. So if you can't afford the higher cost of a professionally managed option, but you need better performance for your website, you're getting really popular, or you need to do a lot of advanced things on your site, then consider running your own virtual private server or a dedicated server. These can often come with managed options as well. But usually when you're looking at a managed virtual private server or managed dedicated server, the management that they do is more server level stuff. 
like making sure that your MySQL database is upgraded, making sure that Apache or Nginx, the software that's running your server that makes running WordPress possible, that that software is updated. They're double-checking security and ensuring that if a hard drive fails on your site, that they switch in another hard drive or the network backend is all managed and that kind of thing for you. And maybe they even do server-level backups where your entire server configuration, all databases, all files, everything on your server is backed up to a special image. That's often part of managed hosting. So if you said, hey, my WordPress plugin has broken my website, they may not be able to help you with that. But if you say, hey, my website is performing horribly, then they might be able to go in and say, oh, look, such and such process is using these resources. We suggest that you figure out what you need to fix on that particular site. Or if your site goes down, you can ask them and they'll say, well, looks like your server went offline or or our network is down or anything like that. They can help you with some of that server level stuff. But then as far as running your WordPress website and maybe even setting up your WordPress website, it might be a lot more technical for you and take more time and knowledge to do that. But managing the server side stuff like operating system updates, they'll do for you. So it saves you time in one way, requires more time in other ways. It might cost more in one way and it might cost less in other ways. It really depends on your needs there. If you simply need to get started and you're okay digging into the technical stuff a little bit, I'm not talking a lot like server-side scripting and SSH and protocols and all kinds of things like that, but just a little bit of the tech side or you're willing to learn, then WordPress on a shared hosting server might be best for you. This would be like a Bluehost or HostGator, and that would be at the lowest cost of really anything available. And some of these companies do offer different levels of service and features and support and that kind of thing, but this will generally be the best you can get for the lowest price. But you do still have to manage some things on your own, but you don't have to worry about server updates. But you do have to worry about if someone else is on the server who's hogging the resources, or if you're on the server, you're hogging the resources and you're slowing down other people's sites. That's the downside of shared hosting, but it can work for most people getting started and it's a low cost, under $10 a month. So when you consider your budgets, think about more than money. Think about your time. Think about your knowledge, your skill, your desire. What do you actually want to do or not want to do? Some hosting solutions could cost $150 or more per month, but for that $150 or more, they're managing almost everything for you. And all you need to worry about is writing your content and pressing publish. And that could be worth it to you. There could be other solutions that are as little as $5 per month, but then you have to manage some things or maybe even everything yourself. Right now, at the time of this recording, I am on a self-managed virtual private server. I'm paying a very low cost for that, but I do manage literally everything about that server. That is operating system updates. If the server crashes, I have to go fix it. If the performance is lagging on it, I have to go figure that out. I'm managing it all, but I do have those skills now to be able to do that. And please don't contact me asking me to manage your server because that's not the kind of thing I can do. I will have some recommendations in the next point. But this is step number three, know your budgets. Step four, 
ask others for recommendations. When you know what you need, as far as what will meet your goals, what you can afford, what kind of content management system you need, all of these other steps, when you've worked through those, I recommend that you stay away from hosting review websites. And there's a big reason for this. Many of these best hosting reviews websites and stuff like that often rank website hosting companies based on pure popularity or, this is the really unethical thing, affiliate payouts. So they'll rank an affiliate that pays out higher, more generously and higher than other affiliates that don't pay as much. So you'll see usually the same hosting companies listed there and the affiliate payouts might be something like $50, $100, $150, $200, depending on the company and the plan that's being offered. So don't only look at things like that. And also do remember that when people write reviews about their hosting companies, usually it's the disgruntled customers who are speaking up and saying something. So if you see a lot of negativity toward one company, keep that in mind. Now, if you hear that negativity from your friends, then that might bear more weight than if you're just reading it on a hosting review site. So what I recommend that you do is ask people you trust for their recommendations. And not only ask for their recommendations, but do ask for their affiliate links. Either when you're asking for their recommendations or if you've chosen a place to work with and you know HostGator, for example, you know you want to go with HostGator, Ask someone else for their affiliate link, and that can really help them. It could be your favorite podcaster. It could be me. It could be someone else that you know or trust or someone that you want to earn that money because it's a nice way of giving back to others, paying it forward, paying it back, whichever direction. It's paying to someone else and a very generous thing that you could do. Now, I have in the show notes for this episode, number 254 at com slash choose hosting. A list of my current recommendations as of February 2016. Look at the recommendations there for your particular needs. I talk about shared hosting, managed and restricted WordPress, or managed and unrestricted WordPress, VPS, that's virtual private server, managed or unmanaged, dedicated server, third-party podcast management, and alternative managed CMS solutions for you as well. Look at that list. I don't want to say right here in the podcast because it could change and I want this episode to be timeless. So go to the show notes, theaudacitypodcast.com slash choose hosting for my list of recommendations there based on different needs. And those recommendations could change without notice, but I do also have some promo codes there. Some of those are affiliate links, yes. So if you purchase through those links, I might get compensation. But keep this in mind. I choose to be affiliates with companies I do actually like and recommend. And some of these aren't affiliate links because I still think they have a great product and service and I'm fine recommending them if I don't get paid by them. So see that list in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash choose hosting. And that's number four, ask others for recommendations. Number five, be patient. Starting a new website or migrating an existing website can be a tedious process. It's at times painful, especially if your website is crashing in the process 
or you're moving from some web hosting company that couldn't hold your site and so it's crashing a lot there and you're trying to get moved over to the new one. Plus, it may take some time for you to become more comfortable with your new hosting platform. Or the other way around, it may take a little bit of time for the managers on that hosting platform to get everything optimized for your particular site or a whole bunch of sites that you're moving over to them. So please be patient with whomever you're working with. If there's a problem, give as many details as possible. And this applies to whenever there's a technical problem. Give stuff like the steps to reproduce the problem, what you expected to happen in certain cases and what did actually happen, uh, any error messages you see, what kind of technology you're using, the browser, your internet connection. Mention your skills too to let them know, I know nothing about PHP or I know PHP really well or I know WordPress really well or I can get into the command line, I'm comfortable with that. Let them know those kinds of things so that they can help you more thoroughly. And it helps reduce the back and forth too. Because often when you email someone and say, it's broken, their first response is often something like, well, can you please give me more details? What's broken? Where do you see it? Are you getting an error message? What are you using? So as much as possible, answer those questions before you ask for help so that they have that information readily available and can help you much more quickly. Please be patient with them. And sometimes you might have to recognize that they're not the ones who are in control of the problem. There was a major hosting company recently, a company that I do really like and recommend, and I do still recommend, but they went through some major downtime and it ended up not being their fault. It was the fault of their provider, but because their provider was broken in a certain way, then It just passed on down the lines. So please be patient and give as much information as you can to be as helpful as possible so that you can be helped. That's step five, be patient. Again, these five steps to choosing the right hosting provider for your podcast website are number one, figure out your needs and goals. Number two, choose your content management system. Number three, know your budgets Number four, ask others for recommendations. And number five, be patient. I'm not giving you specific recommendations in this episode because you do need to decide on your own. We can set up some one-on-one consulting or I can help you out in certain ways to get you started and recommend specific things for your needs, but you really need to figure out what works best for you and not get... Uh, as we sometimes say, shoehorned or squeezed into one particular mold when that might not be the best for you. WordPress might not be the best solution for you, or maybe it is the best solution for you, depending on your particular needs. So please visit the show notes to get the resources and recommendations that I include in this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash choose hosting. I recently had the webinar with The Real Brian from ProfitCast, and we talked about profiting from your podcast, and that was a lot of fun with that webinar. Brian is so much of a giver that we ran out of time in our conversation and had a great conversation. A lot of people came. It's the most popular webinar I've ever done before, and I was thrilled to see the response for people who went to see it live and the people watching the replay. The replay is no longer available to the public. It's available only to Podcaster Society members, and Podcaster Society is, at the time of this recording, 
closed to new members, but it will be reopening again soon. And I have another webinar coming up soon. But if you are in Podcaster Society or you've been thinking of joining, here's another little perk. In the webinar that we shared with the public, it was about 60 minutes of conversation with Brian from ProfitCast talking about profiting from your podcast and more than money. But we did talk about making money from your podcast. A lot of questions came in. And on the spot, I don't recommend doing this usually, but on the spot, I asked Brian, do you have more time to hang out with me and answer some more questions about this? And he was very gracious and he said yes. So we recorded bonus material that is exclusive to Podcaster Society members. 42 minutes of content. So right there, it's the answer to the life, the universe, and everything. 42 minutes of extra content in addition to the one hour of webinar conversation. And no one else got to see that while we were recording it. It's exclusive to Podcaster Society members. And that's something that I might be doing more of in the future where we have the public webinar that presents the great information, answers some questions, and then there's extra bonus material only for Podcaster Society members. That's one of many reasons you should join Podcaster Society when it's available. Now, coming up, though, we have another webinar, and this is with Troy Heinrichs from the Blacklist Exposed podcast, as well as several other podcasts, and he has been a former Noodle Mix Network host. But Troy has done some amazing things to promote and grow his podcast. He's had celebrities in his podcast and celebrities talking about his podcast He has had his podcast mentioned in press releases covered by major outlets. He's done some amazing things with his podcast, and he and his co-hosts are doing great jobs with their different podcasts that they host. And I want to talk to him about that. So on February 18th, 2016, we'll be doing another free webinar, and this is from Podcaster Society, but it will be open to the public, and it will be amazing ways to promote and grow your podcast. And that's with Troy Heinrichs from The Blacklist Exposed and several other podcasts. If you'd like to register for this free webinar, go to podcasterssociety.com slash webinar. It will be at noon Pacific or 3 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, February 18th, 2016. There will be a replay available for a very short time after we do the webinar, but I really recommend that you come to the live webinar. That way you get to participate in the conversation. You can ask some questions, and it's a lot more fun, too, to watch it live. So that is on Thursday, February 28th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Go to podcasterssociety.com slash webinar to register for that free webinar. And then there might be some bonus material as well for Podcaster Society members. If you've been waiting to join Podcaster Society, that's also a good opportunity to join because we'll open up registration again for a very short time that gives you that opportunity to join Podcaster Society so that you can learn how to grow your podcast from average to amazing. I'm really looking forward to it. I have that link also in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash choose hosting. I'd love to hear from you. What were some of the decisions that went into the host that you chose? What do you like or dislike? And if you're using something other than WordPress, definitely comment and let us know what you like or don't like about the choices that you made. I know there's some great options out there and they work great for some people, maybe not great for others. So please comment on the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash choose hosting. 
the next couple episodes of the Audacity to Podcast, we'll also talk about different aspects of your podcast website. And I'm really looking forward to that, like talking about your podcast website design or your functionality and optimization for your website and more to come. That's all at theaudacitypodcast.com. So make sure you're subscribed to receive every episode automatically. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.